Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody is having a great day. A lot going on in the world. A lot of time for us to uh, contemplate real things, delve into something beyond our daily lives. Thanks so much for joining us, no matter where you are. Yesterday, we talked about this idea of using emotions for a positive sense. Now, the emotion that at least I've been feeling over these past few days is um, sadness in response to what took place in own. Of course, it's not sadness, that's hopelessness. I believe very strongly that God has a plan, and I'm not God. But it is sadness nonetheless. And like everything in life, emotions allow you to dig deeper into your soul. What we didn't do here, which is was brought to us, but I want to make sure we are capitalizing on, is the idea of emotions that come at you that are unwelcome. Right Where we were a week ago before the events in Mehron transpired was we were talking about the idea that we have to force the emotion out. We have to force the soul, if you will. Emotions and spirituality are not the same thing, but just for now, let's put them in the same area. We have to force out the energy. We have to force out the ability that we have inside us. It won't come out otherwise. It won't. There's a lot of stuff that we have in there that just won't come out if we don't have the drilling mechanism to get it out. Again, for those who are sports fans, you, you know this as well as I do. You always get excited for new players. And for those who are football fans, we just finished the draft. Or they just finished the draft. But what's interesting is whenever there's like the draft stuff, you know, they always speak about like, you know, number one picks from like, you know, 10 years ago. And, you know, for every one that's great, there's like five that are total busts. And when you delve into their lives, usually what you find is either they were overvalued, but more importantly, it's that you need to force out the ability when you're playing at that level. And not everyone has the mental fortitude to do so. It's hard to force out greatness. It's hard to create a standard of excellence that you have to keep up with every single day. It's hard to be on all the time or a lot of the time. It's hard to push yourself when you're tired, to commit yourself to things that you don't know how to do yet, to demand things of of yourself that you've never demanded of yourself. It's hard. It's hard to just get up a half an hour earlier than you typically get up. Can you imagine? And so where we were before all this started was we we were talking about having to force it out and not waiting for it to come because it's not coming. In fact, it's going to go the other way. Every day that you condition yourself to not force it out is another strand of neural connections that tell you don't do things. It's hard. And so in fact, we are programmed to follow what we did yesterday. Unless we override this, override the system. When, when this whole thing happened over the weekend, and at least what I was experiencing was this incredible amount of sadness. What we spoke about yesterday was this idea that that's an emotion. 
It's an emotion. It's something. It's, it's, it's an emotion. Now, emotions are powerful because they can be used properly. Over, over a month of Shabbos and Saturday night, I was on a, on meaningful minute live Insta post, Insta story, I don't know, something on Instagram that was live. And the question that somebody asked was, uh, I'm angry at God. And I said, my mother, God bless her, is a wonderful therapist. And she always says, when clients come into her office that are uh, pining for divorce, that are angry at each other, there's hope. If they come in indifferent to each other, it's a lot harder. At least there's emotion. The emotion's anger, but it's emotion. And you could take that anger and, and redirect it to what it really is, which is maybe disappointment in love or, you know, crushed dreams. There's so many things that brings anger on, but usually it comes from love. Usually anger manifests from a desire to connect. You don't get anger at people you don't care about. If you walk down the street and some some guy in the corner screams at you, you're not really going to lose lose you know your mind all day. But if it's your spouse that screams, screams at you, you may because you care about them more. Anger a lot of times comes from care. You see this with people that are angry with each other, families that are angry with each other. They really care about each other. Now, if you don't convert it back to care at some point, it turns into indifference and then it goes away. But it's still an emotion. Sadness is an emotion. And whenever you have a negative emotion, we are very quick to block it. If you remember yesterday. But that's not necessarily the right thing to do. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's good to stay positive, to not let every little thing come in. Many times it's good whenever you have negativity to overwhelm it with positivity, but sometimes it's overwhelming. And the, and the strategy of blocking is not going to work. If you have a punch come at you, maybe you can block it. But if you've got a Mack truck coming at you, you're not blocking it. Like if you're going like this and the Mack truck is coming, it's, yeah. Sometimes the strategy when you have emotion is not necessarily to push it away, but it's actually to bring it in just enough that you accept it, that you validate it, that you appreciate it as something that is normal and healthy. But then you, you redirect it. You start to create a channel that takes negative emotion and channels it off to the side to a positive venue. Now that work is critical because if you could take negative emotion and immediately begin a neural pathway that says that's a negative emotion, it comes in in the world of acceptance but then it moves on into the world of positivity. Now you're in a different game. Now you're in a different game. Now you're in the world of converting energy. Now when you can convert energy, you win. I mean, you don't need gasoline. But you get to convert solar, you win. Because there's more solar energy than there is gasoline. 
there is more electric energy than resource-based energy. And it's cheaper and cleaner. And so a cleaner, cheaper version of becoming the greatest self that you can be is when you begin the process of understanding that when there is negative emotion that comes at me that I can't or shouldn't block, I can start to build pathways that will allow me to turn those emotions into something that's positive. Now, here's what's going to happen. And for those who are involved, you're going to see this, whether you've seen this yet or not. We have something in our our emotion is, is a fleeting source for better and for worse. So you walk into a room and I've seen this, we know, like I said, we're, we're part of momentum over here. So for those that are familiar, like I say, momentum, we take, I personally, we take the, all people to Israel, but I take guys to Israel. And I've seen this time and again, guy goes to Israel, maybe the, for the first time, middle-aged for the first time. And he's blown away. I mean, how could you not be? If you're 45, 50 years old and you've been to Israel for the first time, and you see the Western Wall, and you see Masada, and you see the holy city of Tzvat, and you are connected with guys, and whatever. It's inspiring. Super inspiring. Right? You're not going to Bora Bora. You're going to like a, a land that is spiritual. So you feel spiritual. You feel inspirational. And it's the guy. It's, there's a lot. It's amazing. It's an amazing trip. I've seen guys on the trip, like really inspired with a clarity as to what they want to do to enhance their lives, their families and their careers and their, and their spirituality. And then I've visited their communities a year later. And I wouldn't, if you didn't know, you wouldn't even know they went to Israel. Like nothing has changed. And even they'll say like, I miss it, but I don't know. I don't really feel it anymore. It's an emotion. Inspiration is, it's spiritual, it's deeper, but for our purposes, it's an emotion. And even though you're at the top of the game and you're like overlooking the Western wall and you're, you're putting your life and how you relate to your wife and to your children and to your community and it's in the context and it's making sense and you feel great and it's so inspiring, it's still an emotion. And it will dissipate. That's also very good. Because sometimes if you experience something like what we've all experienced, I'm, I'm going to accept out those that have been just for now, because it's so complicated. So just for now, I'm going to accept out the people that are really directly impacted by this, because that's a different game. And I don't want to go there. I don't want to go into that world now. It's a much more complicated world. I just want to talk about people that are watching the Meron tragedy and are moved because their hearts are connected to people that they don't know. And it's a, it's a very special, holy thing. Really, it is. To care so much about people that you don't know because you're part of the same nation. And the sadness that ensues because of it, it's also an emotion. Which means that 
most likely it will also dissipate. And so emotions dissipate. Now the impact may not, but the emotions do. So that means that what we do with emotions will only be a limited source. What you're going to see, if you're not part of it yourself or you're watching it, depending on how close you are to this, is that last Saturday night, and people were broken. This Saturday night, it most likely it'll be less, hopefully won't have anything else, and no other news, just only good news going forward. This Saturday night, most likely less so. The following Saturday night, most, most likely less. In 30 Saturday nights from now, most likely less. And so this tragedy that brought such a wash of emotions will be lost to most people because all they're doing is blocking negativity. And at some point, because it's emotional and it dissipates, it'll, it'll need to fight less over time to block negativity and they'll go back to their lives. And on the flip side, because the positive emotion dissipates and all they're doing is accepting all the positivity, they're not blocking it, they're open arms, but they don't have a pathway to convert. They're in the receiving business or the blocking business. They're not in the conversion business. These are critical moments because whenever you're in a situation of a peak or a valley, if you have a conversion mechanism that takes emotion and brings it to light, now you are accelerating those roots that plant under the tree. You're accelerating your ability to find the energy that is within you that can help you continuously grow to become the person you're meant to be. If you allow something like this to pass, you're missing an opportunity to say, wait a second, there's, I've learned, I'm learning so much from this experience. I'm so grateful for things that I've never been grateful for. I'm so aware of how important certain things are. I'm so cognizant of things that I wasn't necessarily paying attention to. I got to make sure that I cement those feelings into something that is going to be a habit that I'm going to dedicate to this feeling. And I'm going to use the sadness to be the engine behind the new habit. I'm going to take a day in my life and identify five minutes that I'm going to do the thing that I always should be doing. That's a little bit hard for me to do. And now every time I feel sad and every time I have that emotion, I'm going to sort of speak directed into that. I'm always going to like picture the direction going from to me and knocking me over to to me and focusing it on the thing that I want to cement into my brain. And I'm going to use that. I'm never going to forget the Mayron tragedy because it's going to be the reason why I do this thing for the rest of my life. In 20 years from now, and someone says Mayron, I'm going to go, of course. They're like, wait, you know, no, because of them and the feelings and the emotions. I didn't let it dissipate. There was this thing that I always wanted to do with me for others, for my, whatever it is. I, we have stuff to change. 
It could be the smallest thing in the world. It could be before I walk into my house, I stop for 30 seconds and I walk in with a smile. That's a change. It could be that I study this thing. That's a change. If a person says, I don't understand how God runs this world, and he decides to stay to spend five minutes a day studying a book on God, and he goes to a bookstore, and every single day for the rest of his life, with a friend or alone, he studies five minutes on a Jewish book that brings about faith, in 20 years from now, he's going to be, a, or she's going to be a different human being. And they're like, you know, yeah, I remember. I took that whole dam of water the Niagara Falls of emotions that came at me and I directed it to create all this energy that is powering the entire town next to Niagara Falls. I started making a phone call to one person. I sent a text to one person a day, something positive. That's what I did. Yeah, in the morning, in my routine, I sent out a text to one person to say something nice to them. I left them a voice note on WhatsApp every day, a new person, something nice. I did it for Mehran. And and when I was too tired, I use that feeling of sadness to generate the power to create a neuro connection on a new habit. And that neuro connection cemented. And now that the emotion dissipated, the neuro connections already going and I'm a different human being because of it. That feeling didn't go to waste. I turned it into something positive. I turned it into something powerful. And now six months later, I'm doing the thing and it's easy to do it because because of neuroplasticity, I don't need as much intention an emotion to do it because I've got, I'm neurologically more inclined to do it because I followed the rules at a certain time, every day, small thing, five minutes. And I'm sure Andy knows which episode we did habits. I don't know, like seven months ago, but I'm pushing the negative emotion to become the glue to the new habit. And because my brain is neuroplastic, the habit will basically hold itself. And by the time the emotion dissipates, that habit is already in motion. And all I got to do is keep the habit up. And then all of a sudden I wake up one day and I'm a different person. And it's it's in memory of all those that passed. That's called a memorial. That's how you light a candle for somebody that passed away that'll always burn bright. And you and we teach ourselves a positive emotion is being used to channel growth. And God, if we shouldn't have negative emotion like this, or like anything, but if we have it, God forbid, it doesn't come knock us over until we get up and hope that it goes away. And then one day, because of the way our mind works and because of the way emotion works, it starts to dissipate and we run from it and then we basically leave it in the past. We use it, we leverage it to light us up more. And those souls in heaven, the past, look down and see people changing their lives, giving them more light in heaven. It's how we roll. It's how we roll. Richard just said habits and rituals on July 2nd. Richard, you're phenomenal. July 2nd was a long time ago, (laughs) and you knew that. All right, everybody. Big. Big. We have one life. We have one life. 
we waiting for? What are we waiting for? We have one life. It's hard. But when you take it one day, one piece, one habit, one five minute, you can change your life. Let's use these emotions positively. Let's give honor to those that passed. Let's not let this tragedy go to waste. All right. Let's be big. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing day. Light up the world. Make a habit. Just do it. Let's do it. Let's not wait. Let's not just talk about it. Let's do something. Make a habit for them. Please honor them. Let's do something for them that, that we'll never forget. All right. Have a great day. With God's help, I'll speak to you tomorrow.